in pajamas and apparently we have an intro video now thank you sam mm. Mm. and i hope uh, you enjoyed it as much as we did oh man <laughs> awesome <laughs> for hey. some reason there's bananas when i <laughs> shared my vision about the sun <laughs> and tim brown's voice sam i didn't mean for you to actually create what we talked about last yeah. week but hey. thought that was just a dream it was a dream and now it's all made possible thanks to sam yeah absolutely and you too of course <laughs> yeah cool. absolutely i don't think we're sharing that i was the one singing there no, i'm just kidding I'm sure we can sing. <laughs> that's why people have tuned in they knew it was yeah, absolutely they heard that and they're like well we got to come yeah we got to yeah let's gotta to show that. up so Robert says if i sing the song all night i'm blaming you <laughs> nice i like that <laughs> who said that roger oh yeah i like that we're uh able to uh talk about this live as it's happening i feel like every time i listen to any kind of like media unless it was created like in the last couple of days it doesn't keep uh it doesn't discuss the current situation because the situation is changing so quickly which is mm. part of the reason we wanted to do a live show yeah and we're talking about how we will return back to normal or maybe not normal Question mark. Question mark. New normal. What does that new normal look like? Yeah. So uh, I guess <laughs> I'd I'd be interested in hearing Mike. You're, you know, we're kind of rebringing back the hey, what do you do for a living question. But your work. What is the current situation? Where are you at? What's the current situation? What does them bringing people back look like? Or is that not going to happen for a while? So I, I currently, uh, I'm a teacher at a community college, and as of right now, uh, our president has announced that we are going full online for the summer semester, and the fall semester is kind of up in the air, and as of right now, we're hoping by you know August, we'll be back to norm normal, um, and we'll offer online and face-to-face -face classes, but they're waiting on the data, and they're waiting to make that decision. But summer, we're definitely full online for the summer. Got you. Okay. And it's interesting because the summer semester, what's interesting is we always offered online classes, but now we have to distinguish between a pure online class where you have like a bunch of videos and assignments and an online class where you will be interacting with the instructor through Zoom. And we have to distinguish between the two because the Zoom online classes are basically the face-to-face -face that have to be online. And so we have to email these students and be like, by the way, did you know that we offer the online with Zoom sync sessions if you're interested? And so that's pretty, it's pretty, uh, it's different. It's strange. We never had to do that before. Sam, what is, uh, what is currently different? I know you, you work as like a counselor, counseling support for a treatment center. What is the 
back and forth look like? You always downplay your your role there, but what is the what is <laughs> well? The, like, I, I just I just want to clarify, like yeah. for anybody that's watching this who knows who I am, you know, because yeah. they know. No, I know. Uh, I I'm just not. I'm not a, a certified counselor. No, by I'm just means. saying, I, like, you, that's that's the general like yeah. area you play. Oh, in. You're a counselor, Sam. <laughs> You're helping people. Well, they call are, me a coach. Yeah, whatever that okay, means. That's what I should refer to you as next time. So, <laughs> how is coach? What does that look coach. like? Okay, on the way back. Um, like I know you that you guys on the, are on the way still, back. Yeah, I'm saying like, like heading back into normal. Yeah, or is or is, do you think this whatever precautions they put in place will. And what what will have changed basically? Well, um, really, really the main thing. I mean, the only thing that's actually changed has been uh, who's allowed in the building and and in and outs. You know, they haven't. They they're not allowed to. Nobody's allowed to um, go out into public. The only people that are allowed in and out of the building are the people are people that are um, basically are needed to be there in order for the the program to function and um yeah they got a lot of you know there's a lot of people working working out of the office working from home and um i guess the the main things the main thing that i guess would has changed um because of they have they have classes the guys that are there doing recovery have classes and then they've got um, outside of that, basically, they get to go out and do stuff, and they haven't been able to do stuff, and that's that's been the biggest change, and it's okay. that's had a lot of a big mental uh, kind of a beating on them. Yeah. But and one th- one thing that was this mainly for the workers there uh, that was kind of rough is that this place was the f- first place in the county to have a COVID case. Okay. Like, our really? building was is, is officially known as the COVID place oh, in, in our county. So yeah, that was that was interesting. So nice. anytime you walk around, anytime I walk around, like I leave work with my badge on. You know, yeah. you walk into a gas station and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. dude. Yeah. So we uh, we had our first couple people back in the office this week. Um, and we're being really safe about it and everything, socially distanced, et cetera. And then the other half of the people will come back. But we're, we've kind of asked people not to be socially around each other a bunch, outs, uh, around other people a bunch outside of this, which is a weird place to be as an employer to kind of try to ask that. Hmm. So we just said, if you can't do that, just stay home. And it feels it all feels very weird because it's, it's basically you're trying to get like uh, you're trying to get suggestions from above the government. You're trying to like be like, so what should we be doing? And it's like just super unclear. We're trying our best to follow, but yeah. Anyways, um, that's our spiel. I uh, mm-hmm. I guess you know with it coming back, we talked about this last time coming back from all this. What do you guys think will be the uh, the, the timeline currently based on what you're seeing out there, what's new, what's new in the world of uh, coming back. Cause basically people have said, we are not going to come back from this ever. And we're all going to never shake each other's hands again. I'm going to yeah. down with my first prediction, yeah. which my, I think my first prediction was mid June, like maybe the second, third week of June. And I've been watching 
the Indiana government's data about the coronavirus. And I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about mid-June until we're totally back to normal. Yeah. Now, whether or not we want to slowly build up to that moment and, and like, you know, have social distancing, mandatory masks, but people can still go out. I could see that. But as if like they finally give the clear that everything's back and it's fine, I think mid-June. Mid-June it's going to be. So I, I have a feeling that like Minnesota said this isn't as crazy as like they, they basically made that decision at some point or something like they basically weighed the consequences either way and made a decision that it wasn't going to be that cra- or wasn't going to be crazy enough because the death rate has been going up and yet they've decreased the like limitations, which doesn't make sense. No. Yeah. Um, from my point of view though, we just like have to be careful and we have to learn how to get back to work and be careful. That's my take. But I, I have self-interest in that. I want business. I want small businesses to survive and that's very important to me. And I guess I, I don't know. I have opinions. I have opinions. I'm not going to go crazy into those opinions. What do you think? Sam? Why, why do you think we're here, Tim? We want to hear your opinion. Anybody that's no, watching this, the five people, six people that are watching this, this right now. This is a very prepared show. Yeah. These aren't our <laughs> yeah, opinions. We to we've, say that. We've done research. We are professionals. This is oh, not absolutely. Based yes. podcast. We are. Yes, but, it is not real plant. That's what he said. I definitely, I definitely, uh, I know that my prediction was pretty close with Mike's. I, I thought that it uh, that we would be back to normal-ish, whatever our new normal is going to look like, uh, probably probably before the Fourth of July. So just just for this, looking at uh, um, so we can celebrate our freedoms. <laughs> well, un- unfortunately, I, I feel like that is going to be a big thing behind it. Yeah, oh, I feel yeah. like that's going to yeah, be like, a, oh, we're we're back. Yeah. I think Sam but, made that prediction before me, and I think I priced. Uh, the price is right, and I went right underneath his prediction. <laughs> if it happened any sooner, like I would get the credit. I was like, I like oh. that. I like that. Half yeah. of June, halfway through June. That's yeah. me. You've heard it here first on the pandemic in pajamas. Yeah. I can't. I can't stop the momentum from our our last week's episode talking about. Uh, what did we talk about last week? Yeah, what did we talk about? Conspiracy. Am I the only Conspiracy. one that remembers? Conspiracy. Yeah, sorry. I'm, a little, I'm a little brain dead. So I remember the which conspiracy. Is perfect for a, I remember uh, our talks, okay? I, I see that you guys remember our talks too. So I, I feel. Yes. So conspiracies. Conspiracies. The, the momentum, I still have a little bit of momentum from that. And one of the things that I don't call a conspiracy, but I do think is interesting, I will share some opinions. Oops. So the one thing I see is that, you know, there's, there's been testing around antibodies and they're saying like, you know, just as many as like 25% of people of New Yorkers had it or something like that and have antibodies. That to me is interesting. And really, if that's the case, it's not a conspiracy. It would just be that a lot more people are immune or potentially much less likely to get it than, um, so that that's something that's interesting to me. If, if that's the case, the death rate is way lower. That's basically oh, the yeah. point. I agree with that. Yeah. And if the um, death rate's way lower, then I mean, I know that it's a danger, but like, it's just it's how much and is it 
yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm of the mind that there has to be some opening of the economy. Otherwise, we put ourselves at a very, very weak position. And this is a brutal world out there. And it's not like we have like permanent residence at number two under China world power for the rest of our lives. We don't. That's not a guarantee. So we got to keep on scraping. We got to we got to put our us all at risk. No, I don't know. That's the point about the whole quarantine is there are a lot of unknowns that are going on yeah. here. Like we don't know, like we don't have a parallel universe that we can just watch and see what things would have been like. If we wouldn't have social distance ourselves and shut down everything, we could have been anywhere between 1 million deaths to I'm seeing as high as 10 million deaths, depending on if everybody in the country caught it or if we have a 1% fatality or if we have a 5% fatality. So anywhere between 1 million and 10 million right now, they're thinking about it could be between 100,000 to 120,000 deaths, um, which would you know be a, a, a victory of us overcoming this pandemic. But you're right. The, the economy could take a toll from this. And mm -hmm. we've had people higher rates of depression. We've had higher um, uh, abuse rates and we've had more domestic violence now that everybody's locked inside we have uh the the economy and the stock markets have gone down and we don't know the extent of that damage but we we don't know what to compare we don't and, know yeah. if we don't know if that yeah. was more worse than the actual pandemic running full-blown and that we could have five million people just dead and, and and going off of going off of what melanie just put up on here like we don't know if we try to put us back out there um too soon for the sake of the economy who's to say that it's not going to like take its second toll, like where you, you go up, go up, go up. And then all these people have been put away and kept safe and, and, and not had inter interaction with it. You sh then you throw them all back out there for the sake of the economy. And then they all get sick. And, and now we've got the same yeah, thing. We I, think, before, I, think that we I think that that's what I would say. I, I have to say, I feel like the whole, for the economy, everyone stays cloistered off into a, a tiny little cave and and not for the economy or you know basically this idea that like i think it's a false dichotomy i think it's a hmm. false back and forth like it's not either or it's be very safe you know there's safety turn safety to 11 and go out and and let's let's yeah. it's not for me it's not for dow jones that's what i don't like when people talk about it. it's like it's not for the dow jones to die don't die for the dow jones that's not what i'm saying <laughs> what i'm saying is yourself don't everyone likes work like i feel like a lot of people like working and we like being useful to other human beings and we need to just learn how to do it in a safe way we need to figure it out and, and as much as we can and there's some jobs that it's very hard to do that so that's going to be yeah. unfortunately painful and longer but i just don't think it's in either or i think that that's that's I think that that reminds me a lot of like just the way the media presents everything. It's either you're either Democrat or you're Republican. You're either for war or you're against it. You're either this or you're that. Yeah. You're either for yeah. the economy reopening or you're. You want to kill us all with the yeah, virus. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> like it's one. It's some. Yeah. You know, you either want to kill us all with the virus or you're like you know you're decent human being you know like uh i just that whole dichotomy i i've always i've always felt that way because i'm not a i'm not a democrat or a republican i just can't get on board with either i think most americans i think a lot of americans don't really and they kind of just well I, on that issue i agree with this so let's go 
it's like that that works maybe in voting time but for the most part i think a lot of people see more more complexity than that and i think that most people can handle that they're not sheep yeah so melanie brought up something she says also i wonder if it wasn't already here January and February and it wasn't the mystery virus going around yeah. I was for a month and a half or so upper rep respiratory breathing issues etc had to take a take a neb regularly Nebulizer. Was, yeah was told yeah. it's just a virus and it will pass and I knew so many kids that got sick with the virus several weeks at a time 100, 103 plus fever Missing a week plus of school testing negative for the flu. I've seen a lot of people say stuff like that. Uh, that one's a really, I feel like it's scary for us to go into detail on that because we have no fucking clue as non-medical yeah, professionals. We, 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 yeah, we really don't. <laughs> you look at the official timeline. I think China announced it like in the first week of January. I think they talked about it in December. And, but the, the first case outside of China was like Thailand and it was like f January. Did you just call it Thailand? <laughs> Thailand? <laughs> Thailand? Thailand. Someday I'm going to, someday I'm going to visit Thailand. <laughs> yes. I think it kind of is Thailand for a lot of people. <laughs> so, and so it left the country of China, you know, like the second, third week of, of uh, January. Now the first official, you know, United States case was until like what the third week of February, like it was like the 24th, I want to say, but it could have been here and we just didn't sense it or we didn't have any positive. We didn't even know what we were testing for. That's yeah. Possible, but we have no idea. Question mm -hmm. for you guys, everyone out there on the live that's watching, does anyone else, has anyone else heard a lot of people say they had some kind of respiratory infection or things going on January or earlier. That's I am curious about that because that, that's one of the, you know, like I said, there's a little bit of carryover from the last episode when we were talking about conspiracies. But I would say I've heard that one a lot and that one has kind of melted into my brain a little bit. It may be a little bit of conspiracy vibe, but it also does not seem that implausible to me. And... I don't know. I mean, it's not like there was testing back then, so it's not like they could have been like, well, we, there's coronavirus, and, we, you know, they they weren't testing for that, so there's no way that they could have said there wasn't any. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, my father wonders if he had it because he went on a cruise mid-January, <clears throat> and when he came back, he had, like, 102 fever. He had, was sick for about a week. He had re respiratory issues. He would be out of breath as he walked from room to room and he tested negative for the flu. So he wonders if he had it because he just got back from a cruise mid-January. And uh, But there's no way to know. And and Tim, when you, uh, you were talking earlier and it kind of reminded me of something I wanted to bring up. If we're talking about getting back to normal and we're talking about what is the best way we can be safe and still get back to normal, the best, the most reasonable thing to do is to have massive testing we're going to have to have massive yeah. COVID-19 testing yeah. and once we can actually get a database of all these different people millions and millions of people all around the country we can actually find the pot pockets and we can quarantine people and be like hey you need to stay indoors until you get over this virus that's really the only thing that we can do to somewhat get back to normal and prevent this but we have to get massive testing and the government like I mean nobody's stepping up to do that nobody's stepping up and pumping out you know millions and millions of tests mm -hmm. we got a lot of comments there 
I well, thought... actually, people are, but they're all like they're not good tests. <laughs> it's they're just weird because I feel like I I feel like that yeah, people have already said that for like a number month or two months or something about test, test, test. But it is sad because it does seem like uh, I trusted that these things would get taken care of, and I. I've said that a couple of times, like to my wife, I'm like, I just thought people were smarter than this. I'm not saying like, I'm not rendering an opinion for or against the president. What I'm saying is I thought that other people in government organizations and things like that, just in general, health organizations were better, were, were in a position to do better work than what I, it seems like we're seeing. She said to me, she kind of slapped back at me and was like, basically, cause her, you know, family is a medical and, uh, you know, doctor and nurse and stuff. So what she said, basically they're trying their best, dude, this is totally new. What are you talking about? Like, how dare mm-hmm. you? <laughs> and, uh, so that was a good conversation. And, uh, <laughs> And I respect that, but I also, I think I still have some remnant of like, I think, you know, I try to be really good at what I do. And I just kind of wonder like how many months has passed now? How, how, how come some people in, you know, in authority and in positions in these, these organizations haven't moved quicker. I don't know. I thought the same thing with PPE. I'm like, Holy shit. We have like 3M and all these other places how are we not able to churn these things out at insane scale? Or why did they not have some kind of, uh, you know, just like scale up possibility? If, if Bill Gates was saying that there was going to be a, a pandemic back in, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, why didn't they have this? Year. He said it in the documentary. Yeah. Did you guys see that documentary on Netflix where Bill Gates made this prediction and he said it will probably come up from a wet market in China? Yeah. Like we we've had suspicions of this for quite a while. I'm not trying to go down the conspiracy road. No, I'm just saying, why didn't they think, why didn't they like have at least a scale up like idea for PPE and for, you know, stuff like that. It seems yeah. like there should have been. So anyways, I have a little bit of a skeptical view of like, why didn't they have the scale up processes in place? Okay. So there's a lot of things there. Um, but one thing that I wanted to comment on that you said, Tim, is I think we brought this up in a previous episode was I think this pandemic has shown a loophole how fragile our, first of all, our government is, our economy, how fragile and and how ill-prepared we were for this pandemic. And I totally agree with you. Like, it seems silly to me that we weren't more prepared for this. Like, like, like I've seen reports that the Air Force has protocol to react to an alien invasion or like an alien invasion. So why don't we have a protocol to react to a, a global pandemic. Yeah. Well, and, we will after this. Yeah. Well, good. I mean, we should because that needs to happen. Needs to happen. Uh, Amber said Australia is resuming school next week and they never closed. Best friend lives there. Um, let's see. Maybe seasonal. Melanie says maybe seasonal impact right, has made it all, different for them. Australia has gone through millions of years of evolution. Have you seen the creatures on Australia? Like everything <laughs> wants to kill you in Australia. So they are just so like they have Australia. such good genetics. Everything wants to kill you in everything Australia. Wants to kill you. No, there are some crazy creatures there. I mean, yes. I don't want to go there. Partly not in the wild. I will. I do want to go to the cities, but I do not want to go to the wild in Australia. It looks nuts. I, I always saw this funny cartoon meme where God creates the world and then he lights a blunt and he goes, okay. And he goes to Australia. 
and just starts working on Australia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. terrible. I'm going to make this. I'm going to make this. That's, yeah. Sam, what do you think, Sam? You've been kind of quiet. Oh, I'm just, I've just been reading things over here, all sorts of good stuff. Uh, people are actually interacting. It's awesome. I know. I love this. Um, yeah. Uh, shout out to, to Jazz. Hi, Jasmine. Um, she's, she asked about... Uh, she said, yeah, high-risk people should stay home and their family yeah. without financial repercussions. Repercussions, yeah. I would like to just note that that's what we're doing at our at our uh, business. So, like, uh, I'm not your business. But I, if we're I, gonna I, if we're gonna change the system, who's paying for it? Because a lot of people, yeah. I mean, that want to live in America, capitalism is like if we're gonna do these things, then someone's paying the bill. And I mean, so we're we gonna have the government pay them? Are we gonna? Because I mean, that's really the taxpayer. I mean, well, so we the, have to, if we're going to cross the government that bridge, seems to be okay with spending a lot of money. <laughs> There's a, it's been a lot of money, man. <laughs> so I think that if they can handle that, if they can handle throwing out three, $4 trillion already, they can like high, high risk people. I don't know. Anyways, I just, I'm confused That's, by that, but yeah. I feel like, I feel like so many people are like, you know, since they, throw out that much money why not throw out more money well <laughs> like, it's just kind of like you didn't know do you know what i mean like you had no idea i like bradley's got some really good takes we should definitely get to those but i just want to say you just didn't know that the government was capable of throwing out like three yeah. or four trillion dollars which is yeah. like what was it like wasn't it like well, half I mean, the gdp of last year or something like that it was and, like and who's to, who's to say they were capable of it you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they, just, they just done did it. Money, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I like follow like uh, like political figures like Bernie Sanders and they talk about this whole reformation of the system, they bring up how much money we waste and they bring up how much money is uh, spent elsewhere. And they talk about, you know, if we just take a small percentage of that and where to use it correctly, we could actually create these social programs that would benefit the average American. And I kind of want to lead that into a topic that would be good for today with the new norm. What do you what do you guys think of? Uh, I'm trying to think of the name. The basic is it the basic living wage? Basically, everyone gets a minimum wage uh, yeah. a monthly. Have you guys heard about this? Yes, yes. You're talking about what is it? The I can't remember what it's called. But There's yes. a name for it. But basically, with this whole pandemic, who's got it? Who's got it? Throw it in the comments. Throw Dude, I, def I, I definitely haven't even heard of this. So this is blowing my mind right now. Yeah. So that, I that idea. I think I don't have an exact number, but imagine if you were paid uh, $8 an hour for 40 hours a week and that check would be sent to you every single month. And it's basically like a bottom line bar. You don't have to do anything and you get this basic minimum wage so check. I th UBI. So people are talking about UBI. That's what it's called. Um, basic something basic income but i i just want to throw it here because the first time i heard this i was like that's nuts that's stupid. Well, hold on and that's it nuts. sounds crazy but think about yes. it we could still keep the capitalism we could still keep the american dream because people are going to want more yeah. and so yeah. if you work hard you own a business you'll get the universal basic income and whatever your business makes so you get to pursue wealth and and the american dream and the guy down the street that got sick and can't work anymore will get the UBI. And that's all he'll get. Okay, so just a quick note to the people that haven't heard this, and I think a good point for this is 
there's a lot of expensive things and there's a lot of expensive management around social safety net things. And some of it is about making decisions, whether somebody gets that social program. And some of it is around like really basic stuff that they end up having to lean on the system anyways for. So the universal basic income, the good, the good argument I heard for it was basically just that idea that then there's not all that management of every because everyone gets it basically from what I understand from what I understood the idea is that everyone gets it and that um, you're put in a position to, uh, to so you're not having to lean on all those other social systems that would cut down the management of all that because it's just one thing. It's also yeah. what a lot of detractors have said that they dislike about it because there's all these other systems that they that some people lean on that would go away. It basically it would absorb mm -hmm. a lot of those programs. And it is really expensive when people have to go through a system like this and like, you know, social systems is really expensive when, um, you know, they, the idea that somebody experiences some kind of catastrophic health issue or something and they have no income whatsoever and all those things. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I just kind of wanted to throw out the like in defense of UBI, even though I'm not a, I'm not a, I don't suggest it like that right now. It doesn't seem smart to me, but the, the one main thing that would drive people towards it last thing is just automation and robotics, et cetera, where people's jobs, like if, if for instance, the trucking industry, suddenly all those jobs were gone because of self-driving trucks, then right. UBI keeps people from rioting in the streets. Basically. Well, let me, let me be clear. I'm not promoting UBI. Yeah. I'm just talking about the possibility. Yeah. I've, I've yeah. read things, I've heard things and, and all these people complain about unemployment, but what's the difference between unemployment and UBI? You still get a paycheck for being at home from the government. So this UBI would be for everyone. Now people always say, well, where the, where's the money coming from? Where's the money coming from? You have to remember, the UBI system, you're going to take that money and pour it back into the economy. You're going to go pay small businesses and it's going to flow into the economy. We'll have lower so rates. So are they going to limit what you spend that on? I don't think so. I, I guess so, I don't. So no, you, because like that $1,200 check, I saw people going out and buy weed with it. That's well, yeah, exactly. That's what, that's exactly what my, my, my next comment was going to be is like, so people are saying, where, where is UBI coming from? Well, it's coming off the, the whipped cream of all, of all the people that are making bank, you know, they're, they're, they're taxing those guys like <laughs> MFers and, <laughs> and, you know, bringing, bringing that all in, feeding that into the bottom shelf. And then that's getting spent on drugs. Like, yeah. Hey, people need the drugs. No, I'm just kidding. People, people need their drugs, bro. Hey. I mean, whenever <laughs> we talk about some controversial politics like this, yeah. we, there's a lot of roads that could go down. Yeah, okay? absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Right that's, now. And by the way, that's not what I think is going to happen. That's, that's just me saying something. No, but it's a good concern <laughs> that you bring up because it could, I mean, people could just spend it on drugs. We got to remember people are already doing drugs anyways, and people are already being homeless anyways. But how would and, you feel if you were like, and what kind of liability would, would happen if the government paid for somebody's lethal dose of heroin? Um, I, I totally missed thing. what you just said. All I heard was heroin. <laughs> what did so you say? I, I'm saying, what would what would the government's liability if they paid for a lethal dose of heroin? Because they, mm. you know what I mean. The other thing I I thought was like I, th I always thought it would be weird. Like I used to smoke a lot of weed, right? Um, I always thought it would be weird if I was 
getting, you know, like you, you get like health, there's health insurance and stuff like that. What if your health insurance, your health benefits were paid by the government and one thing that fixed your anxiety or whatever, this is a possible future, right? Was marijuana and that is legal and also prescribed now. And then like, you essentially could become addicted to these different things, just like people are addicted to pain medicine right now. And that's sometimes paid for by the government. You're now mm -hmm. you're addicted to something that's paid for the government. Wouldn't that make you just, if you found yourself in that position week, you know, years and years later, and you're addicted to something paid for the government, wouldn't, wouldn't that make anger towards the government higher? I don't know. There's kind of like, there's, there's possible negatives. Um, what there's a word called, there's a word iatrogenics. Iatrogenics is the concept that sometimes, you know, it's like, it's like when people go to the hospital for one thing and then get sick with another thing, iatrogenics is like that science of like the unintended consequences of the, of, of, uh, of like a, a treatment that then has a negative consequences. And a lot of people die in hospitals because of iatrogenics, negative things that happen. So anyways, just the, just thinking about those iatrogenics of the, the cure, if the cure was UBI, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. <laughs> if the cure was UBI. Well, I don't think uh, UBI would be a cure. We're talking about systems set up to prevent if another pandemic, yeah. I think pandemics are continue to happen with overpopulation. We're going to continue to see a, a major virus come out and in the future, how do we prevent this last six weeks from ever happening again i'm just wondering if ubi because that's been coming up in a lot of discussions like what about universal basic income um and someone brought up in the comments that 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 unemployment is temporary and i i totally agree uh but you have to understand disability and other programs are for the rest of their lives and so we have programs that is kind of like ubi but it's just not for all and if we and again um, I'm just, a, I'm just a math teacher. I'm not an economics person or somebody who studies like taxes, but I just know there's an ungodly amount of money that flows through the government. And if we work the system and plan the system correctly, we could set up a, a system where a basic universal basic income is set up and, w and then we, our taxes won't really change that much. From what I've seen. From what yeah, I've I think it's a really interesting concept. And I think it, it has to, I think it will be discussed more and more. But I do, I do want to, I feel like Bradley has given us a lot of comments and I feel like we should move off the sure. UBI thing yes. because I don't think. I think yeah, I'm making people angry. I, I agree. I agree. No, I like that you're making people angry. That's good. That's good for <laughs> engagement. And I want to say again, I do not endorse the UBI. I just think it's an interesting system. And yes. looking at European countries, I wonder if we would have handled this pandemic differently if we had one. My sister also said not everyone can get unemployment, which is why we need UBI. Yeah. And everyone <laughs> so, would get unemployment. I, I actually really do like us. To, I basically just don't want it to get boring. That's why I'm trying to move it on. Sure. Um, I, I like when you say stuff that's controversial, Michael, so don't, don't stop. I'm, I'm sorry, but every time, every, this is so stupid, but every time that I hear us say UBI, immediately I'm thinking UTI. UTI. <laughs> a UTI for the economy, am I right? We just need a UTI for everyone. <laughs> yes. Okay. So a solution that'll keep everybody in their homes. So yeah. somebody said, what do, 
So Bradley said, and I want to address some of Bradley's questions because he's bringing up some really good ones. Real briefly, what do we define as normal? What are the baselines? Like, so he said, is it travel? Is it attendance of events? Is it, yeah, for me, it tends to be around uh, of event stuff because that's something that I have interest in uh, that I hope gets back to normal. Event stuff would be normal-ish, in my opinion. I think restaurants, man, my my this is not that important to me. And I think that it's clearly not important. To, I mean, it's important to the people that work there, but I think people have gotten by without restaurants, but that would be normal ish. That, right. that might not be back very soon. And in then, mathematics, we determine normal by frequency. Yes. So what is the highest frequency? What is the average with seven out of 10 people in America? How are they going to behave after this pandemic? Yeah. Are we going to see a, a flex in, population shifts of like how people go out to eat are we going to see less movie goers are we going to like how is it going to be that's take, what i take want. a prediction take a prediction go after it sam you predict Come predictions on. are fun talking talking about this wait how, how how many do i think or are we talking about percentage wise or what are we talking yeah, about yeah do, do we think that a lot of people like let's say in a month and a half uh, movies are back you can go to an event of under 50 people and and restaurants can be half half uh there's half as many people in there for some reason uh like for like yeah according to law what do you think oh, people yeah. are going to go back i gotta say that my my gut feeling is no yeah. and and uh i know that one thing i one thing i brought up earlier before we before we started this was that idea of of um no people are clinging to this new norm or people 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 don't want to go back like and I think that you, you mentioned about how, how some people are complaining about even wanting to go back to work. Yeah. We talked about the, the addiction, the addiction to that pandemic vibe. Yeah. Like if yeah. You, what if you, what if I'm just going to challenge the audience for fun? What mm. if you have been complaining, but you're actually addicted to this new situation what if you have been complaining about it but in your mind you've been thinking i kind of like sweatpants i kind of really like sweatpants like i'm just challenging people for fun i think now you don't feel guilty for yeah. binging on netflix Ooh, like, yeah. yeah you complain about it but you're like yeah, i don't mind watching Isn't all just so it feels right it feels right right no i i i totally get it like I, I, I'm, I'm guilty of it as well, of complaining, like, man, I just really want to get out and get back to normal. But it's kind of nice. It's lonely, but it's kind of nice just having to go to my office room in my house to, you know, teach a class. Like, I miss my students, and my students don't want to be an online students. But part of it, I, I might have been seduced and actually liking this environment, and it's going to be a transition to get back to how it was before. And I, I probably overlook that transition, like I don't really think about how hard that is like psychologically to actually get back. So I like that topic. Yeah. I, I did like a couple more things that Bradley asked here. He was talking about what industries will gain the most from this pandemic in a good way. That's not taking advantage. I like that as a topic. I feel like I could talk about that for a while. So not, not this idea that like they're going to be all scummy about it, but who is going to grow from this 
that's not like trying to take advantage. They just naturally will. I, I will say one for sure will be the cleaning industry from my point of view. I think like if you're a company, especially if people are going back into work and, and just have a higher standard of cleanliness, mm-hmm. there's going to, there people are going to need their offices clean. They're going to want things cleaned more often. Clean freaks are having their day, you know? Yeah, I think toilet paper stock is up. I think uh, grocery stores like Kroger, Walmart, those are up. I think the streaming services like uh, Zoom, uh, Netflix, Hulu, those are probably getting a lot more traffic. Uh, Internet providers, but I feel like that's just pretty common, common sense. I did not have this thing full, full size. (laughs) No, it's good. We're just, you know, most of the way through it, right? You know, what do we got? 20 minutes left? Yeah. Yep. We're just 40. getting just getting it down here. <laughs> this is our fourth episode, guys. I know. Isn't that can crazy? We, can we talk about... Tim, before, before, before we go there, Mike, I just want to say this is not an episode. This is a session. Session. This is... Sorry. <laughs> this is a session. All right, Mike. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Mike. Oh, you're good. I was just going to change the topics i was like one thing that we need to address that's been all over my facebook feed and everyone's thinking of the new world after the pandemic what what's going on with these murder hornets <laughs> what's going like, on with these murder dude, it's hornets. so funny because like that's this is our first response right here as we just like immediately burst out in laughter but watch like two months from now everyone's dead from hornets. i'm not going outside like 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 play the psychology card about me getting addicted to my house i'm not going outside because there's a one inch by two and a half wingspan murder hornet flying around my yard and has enough venom equivalent to a snake bite I'm not so gonna. If you haven't heard this yet, I'll just pop this over here. Oh. Wait, can I do that? I'm just going to go off script and, and exit share. full screen. Yeah, basically, uh, murder hornets, everyone. Welcome. So here they are. There's apparently a bunch of murder hornets that have. Uh, I don't think it's fake news. No, it's pretty, it's, it's several sources, New York times. I mean, it's pretty uh, legit. They've, uh, they migrated. They, they uh, came over on the ships from uh, Asia. Dude. Hey, stop that. That's <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> no, it's, it's, continent. it's Asia is a continent. So yeah. <laughs> they came over from the continent of Asia. I don't know what you want me to say there, but no, I'm just kidding. No, it's just like, why do they, all these things have to be from over there? Okay. J- Japan is where this one's from. It's both a lethal threat and a tasty treat. So that's important. Maybe a soup, <laughs> maybe <laughs> make it into a soup and see what could go wrong. Uh, that's nasty. Uh, <laughs> it's nasty. But uh, yeah, so I I definitely think that's interesting. I'm am I'm, I'm assuming we all just needed a break from coronavirus news. That's why everyone's so, you know, people were like super excited. There's a bunch of memes like, ha ha ha, yes, something else to talk about. There's murder hornets now. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> buzz buzz. And I think another concern is they're killing honeybees, and they can actually go into the. That hive. is the scary part. Yes. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So not the fact that I'm a bugophobe and I hate bugs, but the real the real danger is that they can affect the honeybee population, which anybody who follows the honeybee population, they pollinize and help harvests for farmers. They they're a big uh, they're big for the ecosystem. And so if they start to kill off the honeybees, we're going to run into some major, major problems. OK, you know, we're talking about our main topic is around I, I agree with you that's the danger i want to kind of get back for one second to this idea because we've got some other comments on here people talking about wanting to get back to work mm. i do think that there's an element of i don't like it when the news and i say the news so affectionately we're talking about like you know i don't know i have cnn msnbc even fox news various Fuck it. NPR. Fuck you, NPR. Boom. I said it. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, I I see these people say like, hey, if you're responsible, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to go back or see people on Twitter roast other people that say something about going back to work. But the problem is I, in normal conversation – and various other conversation things, I see people say they want to. And then they're like, it's only the billionaires that want you to go back to work. It's like, no, I think normal people want to go back to work. I, even if you can get unemployment or something, even if you could get, I think that people will want to go back. And like, especially if in your state, let's say there's only 450 deaths and you believe you can do your job while being socially distanced or something like that. I do believe that there are are people that will want to go back to work. And it's not just like uh, billionaires. I don't know. That's my take. I like, I like that you called everyone besides billionaires, normal people. (laughs) Well, our billionaires, us us normal people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, (laughs) we don't have any billionaires that are tuning into the show. So we're fine. If there is a billionaire tuning in, I'm not, I'm not saying anything negative about you. Mm. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's not just those people. It's not just, um, I, don't know, I think that's a weird take to constantly, like, pit those. I think it's class warfare, and people love, people love, like, pitting the, the class, the, the, this class against that class, and being like, ha ha, fight. I don't know. Maybe I'm losing it here, guys. I'm just, I've been, I was in quarantine too long and I'm losing it. Is it oh, crazy? I, that I lost it a long time ago. Six weeks. It's been six weeks since the CDC and the World Health, Health Organization came out. This is our fourth episode of Pandemic in Pajamas. And we started two weeks into the pandemic. So, yeah, we're at six weeks right now. Or four weeks in if you're in Minnesota. It only started, it started later oh, down there. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I was just, <laughs> that was a jab at your state. Uh, uh. Michael, uh, are you by a major city? No. What's your, I think that like, there's totally different vibes between, this is an interesting topic, I think, between city life people and suburb or country life people. Because I would be a mad, I I would be mad at city people if I was in a rural area and I had to do all the same thing as city people. Like, because mm. of the like lack of concentration of people, I would be kind of annoyed if I had to have been like locked in my home 
Like I know that you've seen people out and about not acting like careful or and stuff like that. So I'm guess I'm curious your your take between the city versus rural or suburbs. That reminds me, uh, somebody on my Facebook feed posted today on how they're they're celebrating in South Dakota because their governor never shut anything down. And then I just Googled like the population density of South Dakota. It's like 11 people per square mile. And I'm <laughs> like, I'm like, they're already social distancing. There's no challenge there. And I, I look and just to give you perspective, Indiana has about 181 people per square mile. So like literally we have like about like 18 times more the density than South Dakota and Indiana is not even that populated of a state. So I, I think there is, there is a judgment. You're right, Tim, on uh, the city judging the country folk and the country folk judging the city folk. But I think it can go both ways. I've seen people in the city take this very seriously and people in the country are like, Oh, it's nothing. And I've seen the opposite. I've seen people mm -hmm. in the country lock themselves in their homes and are terrified people in the city are like oh it's nothing but a thing they're just walking around so i think it, uh, it, it, it has more to do with with who they are rather than where they're at exactly yeah good stuff good stuff anything you Delicious. guys want to talk about i've kind of been defining the last couple topics I'm, i apologize. Well, I noticed that one thing one thing that brad said not to go back to uh go for it uh, he's got U, good topics what is it ubi what yeah, was it? Yeah. But one, one thing he said about, or just to kind of relate, was that uh, suicide significantly increased when when unemployment raised or rises. Yeah, I, I think, think that, that one an one thing topic. that might be a little bit detached on that is, I, I certainly think that people are at risk, and we saw somebody uh, out on our the bridge in front of our apartment uh, not long after this started. So I I could imagine that. Like he was threatening to jump. He, he ended up not jumping, but um, I think that it is for some people, it's a little bit more detached. The, the topic of unemployment, first of all, they are not, this is so like diminishing, but like they're getting a little bit more money than normal if you're in that position. And the other thing is, is that those people um, that if you're in that position right now, you're in the position with a lot of people. It's not like, I think people are taking it less to heart if they get in that position. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and you should, you should, if you're experiencing underemployment or no employment right now, there's a lot of other people experiencing that. And it's uh, a lot of people right now that are experiencing that. It's not your fault. Do you know what I mean? So like, I just want to like encourage people out there. Like it's it, that you're right. But I do think that there's a little bit of less likelihood of that because there's a lot of other people experiencing it that, there's a community up yeah, to it. Yeah. Exactly. If I could comment on that, yeah. I wonder if the correlation between depression and unemployment, somebody mentioned earlier that unemployment is temporary and that's totally true, but it's temporary because you only can file for unemployment if you've been terminated from being employed. So the correlation between depression and unemployment could be, you just got fired from your job. Maybe you're having a breakdown and that's what caused you to get fired from your job. So it's not necessarily the unemployment that makes you unhappy. It's the yeah. fact that you're at a stage in your life that you're just unhappy. And with the UBI system, everybody gets that. So you're going, you have the universal basic income through all phases of life, through when you're doing well and when you're not doing well. And again, you can always stack up and earn more than the UBI. It's just that bottom line, that, that, that safety net uh, that we could fall into. Mike, do you need a couple bucks, bro? 
I, I can front you a couple bucks if you need it. Like, he's really groceries. Really given that, that almost said I want that Obama money, but it's not Obama money. It's <laughs> Trump money. I'm give, give me that Trump money. Okay. <laughs> got, yeah. a, got a letter from. I want to get stimulated. Letter from Trump this week again. I want those checks that will stimulate me. <laughs> Am I saying that right? Yeah, I think you are. I think that's exactly right. right. That in in uh, Thailand. Thailand. Hey, question for you. What does your mug say on the bottom of it? Can you put it at the camera? Will it be backwards? I think it's some type go, of... Like, go close to it. Go close to Should it. I go closer to the white light? Yeah. So get that can... glare going even more. I think um, I think it's it? Hebrew. Like, I'm not really a... Prof- I don't speak Hebrew, but I think it is Hebrew. All right. We're going to spend the rest of the session uh, trying to decipher the bottom of... Uh, take a screenshot of this. This is like West Westworld or whatever. Uh, when he has like the, he has to decipher the pattern. No, I I thought it might have been a client of ours because they do a bunch of custom mugs. That's why I was. That's why I was curious. I thought it was their stamp. Never mind. They turn my head there. Are people gonna see my nasty neck beard? Because I don't know about you guys. But Let's I see that neck beard, dude. No, no. Show us that <laughs> neck beard. Sam, you're looking awfully furry over there. When was the last time mm. you shaved? Show us those mm. neck beards. Unfortunately, the last time I shaved was yesterday, and I already look like this. It's terrible. It's been six weeks for me. I'm I'm gonna I'm getting furry, on the on my face. What uh, do can we really quick? Can we talk about um, things? things that we think won't go back to normal. Yeah. Just like, I mean, I know that like, cause we're talking about the new normal handshakes, like looking at, looking at the old normal, what won't we get back? Handshakes are going bye-bye. Tim is right there. Fist bumps for life. Mm, elbow bumps. I'm bowing, yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm all about the elbow or maybe we could pick up, you know, uh, the Japanese bow, you know, we can start bowing. Less touch back. screens in public or, like a significant like i feel like those systems are going to change i feel like yeah. there's going to be other like because I, I i went into a grocery store i'm touching buttons dude what what is this yeah what is this I, 2019 i wonder <laughs> if the social norm when people get sick when people hear a cough is will will kind of become like south korea and japan that when people get a cough and get sick they wear a mask yep. be polite to the people around them and yeah. i'm hoping yeah that the social norm that will like have societal pressure that will, will give that person a look if they're coughing, that will just, everyone starts wearing a mask if they're not feeling well. Cause that would actually really help other, not, not pandemic diseases, but any virus or flu from going around. I believe that uh, masks will become more common. At least that's going to be the thing. Masks will be more common. No handshakes. Uh, screens will be I do Melanie says cash will be done away with I think that's an interesting right like I think there will be less cash I think uh, yeah I think people will be already there yeah I think make a sound (laughs) consciousness around cleanliness at restaurants I think I think like that's a remnant that will stick around and I honestly, to be real, I don't think shit will change as much as people think in six, nine months. That's my that's my guess. I wanted to make that a similar comment to that when Sam asked something earlier that honestly, I wonder if we'll change for a few months, but then people just will, will forget. That's yeah. one thing about Americans. Half-life. We like to forget. Yeah. We yeah. don't really learn our lesson. 
we don't like to let people tell us what to do. I, I uh, let me just throw out like there's this book called uh, Notes from the Underground, and it was uh, written a long time ago, 200 plus years ago now. But it was really good. It was basically the concept that if it's basically about that idea that people would rather live in hell and have some control than live in heaven and be subject to somebody else's reign. You know what I mean? That's the basic topic of that. There's, there's a rebellion in us. And I think there's a rebellion in Americans. You know, I'm not going to say more than anyone else, but I will say it's a rebellious spirit. (laughs) Well, that's where the, the flag don't tread on me is all about, right? Yeah. The rebels, Rebels, dude. So you think you're going to tell us to wear a mask, bro? Not going to happen. So Amber says, uh, don't go out if you're sick. Well, people need to go out because they, I mean, this is America. You got to earn money. You got to buy food. But you know what would change that is a UBI system. A UBI (laughs) system, you could stay home when you're sick. But we're not going to go down that road again. Delicious. Delicious. Sam, give me, give us one last thing that you think will uh, stick around. One thing that you think that will... I think will stick around or yes. that I think won't stick around. Will. Something that will stick around. Oh, from, from the uh, give us some pandemic, stuff. something that's yep. come on and then will stick around. Yep. Um, man, this is, this is going to be one of those moments where everyone stares at me for a long time. Staring. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to play us out so you don't have to go crazy on this thought. I, well, that's the thing is I have yeah. no thoughts. That's um, why I, I, I like quiet it. the entire time. I just stare Sam, at you guys. The Sam, you're time great. I love, I love your chill vibe, dude. I like your chill vibe. I like Mike. Michael's got the progressive bend, and I'm just kind of the, the person who says crazy shit. It's perfect. It's a really good system <laughs> we've got going here. It's delicious, as I, as I continue to say. Um, yeah. I very much enjoyed this whole thing. Um, I'm trying to think of things that like anytime that I've gone inside anywhere that's not my house has been a thing now. Um, I mean, but none of it, I guess what really sticks out to me, like for me, I think most things are not going to stick around rather than they are going to stick around. Yeah. So that's, that's um, an interesting take, I think. For sure. Oh. Well, Melanie has a comment that would kind of uh, add to that. Melanie says, I've heard of the potential of a return to school with staggered scheduling and smaller classes as po- smaller classes possibilities. Uh, 10, st- oh shoot, now I'll just shift it down. 10 students at a time every other day, rotations to groups. So do you think it would change the way we do public education? I really don't. I think it will, I think it will change the way people handle long-term care facilities most of all personally that's what i think it's 80 percent plus in minnesota and that's that are in that uh that are in long-term care facilities so that is a huge piece of this being someone who's who's worked in one of those places being a cna i will say that that is needed that is yes yes um yeah kids kids are terrible space yeah as far as the, the 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 teaching thing and the the classes, I feel like that would 
um, be so much more of a hassle on the staff that it like, I mean, obviously I, I don't think that the staff would, would be like, no, we're not doing this. But I think that because, I mean, it's very obvious that, you know, you got to teach the same thing three times yeah. every week or more. We you know what I mean? More staff and more resources, which comes down to money. And yeah. I and think, I don't think that that's going to be a thing. Yeah. Cause our government already wants to, uh, reform the education system to save money so they're not going to be for you know more classes less students more staff that i don't see that as being uh, plausible yeah i feel like here guys i have one thing like i know we don't have a backwards uh a backwards version of our song but i wish we could play that on the way out so did anyone hear the song at the beginning should we play it again <laughs> Just play it again as we leave with with the timer. Yes, <laughs> yes with the timer. Oh, you got just the song. The go ahead and go ahead and. Okay. Any final okay. comments before we wrap this up, guy, gentlemen? Any final comments from you guys? Up, up guy, gentlemen.
Ladies, we're about to start. 